the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Regarding vaccine mandates, did you get religion? First, a word from our sponsor. The law offices of Joshua Coleman were established in 2015 in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Licensed to practice law in both Texas and Florida, this firm will handle your criminal defense or personal injury case. Having worked in the prosecutor's office for four years, Josh knows how the prosecution thinks, works, and even assembles the case. That's why he's the right attorney for you. Have you been wrongly arrested or unlawfully arrested for exercising your constitutional rights? Or have you just made a mistake and need honest expert representation to help you navigate those legal options? Then the law offices of Joshua Kuhlman should be your first call. I know Josh personally. An avid hunter and outdoorsman, Josh loves this country that the Lord has blessed us with. He will represent you well today. Give him a call at 214-307-4179 for a free consultation. Again, that's 214-307-4179. Be sure to mention that you are a Kingdom Patriot. Okay, fellow Patriots, today is a little bit different. Today is more of a how-to-do something rather than just providing some information. So there's a little bit of a background here, and let me start with that. I've been very blessed and even honored to have been asked for help uh, from people in California, Texas, Arkansas, and Michigan. And in what way, you might ask, have I been asked for help? Well, help in writing a religious exemption request for the COVID-19 vaccine mandate that so many employers are requiring. Some employers are requiring this because they don't know any better. Some because they truly believe it makes their workplaces safer. But most because the federal government has mandated vaccines via OSHA, CMS, and federal contract workers. Now, while the courts have put a hold on a lot of these federal government vaccine mandates, it is likely that a subset of employers will continue to require them and mandate them. In fact, as more and more variants show up themselves in regards to COVID-19 and with almost certain media hype and fear-mongering, it is almost guaranteed that the number of employers requiring vaccines will only increase. So what remedy do you have? Well, first, if you have strong political, personal, scientific-held beliefs, I'm sorry to say you have no relief. However, if you have genuine faith reasons to not take the COVID-19 vaccine, there is definitely a legal remedy for you. And while I'm going to share my personal story and some successes, I do want to take a moment and make sure you understand a couple things. Number one, I'm not an attorney and not, I'm not giving you bona fide legal opinions. I'm only sharing my story, my opinion based on my experiences and conversations with many people. Secondly, and I want to be very clear about this, I am not advocating that you use this information if you truly don't have sincerely held religious beliefs. I'm not advocating any kind of deception, as I believe in doing so, that you would only be dishonoring yourself and dishonoring God. This is definitely a, a, a very deep and personal process through prayer and faith with you and God. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's head right to the official government source. This information comes from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and their official website. It's technically eeoc.gov backslash law slash guidance slash what you should know workplace religious accommodation. So I know that's a lot. It will be in the notes of the podcast. But this is what you need to know. It starts with Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And I'm going to read word for word from two of the FAQs on this website. Question one. 
Are employers required to accommodate the religious beliefs and practices of applicants and employees? The answer, yes. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits employment discrimination based on religion. This includes refusing to accommodate an employee's sincerely held religious beliefs or practices unless the accommodation would impose an undue hardship, which is more than a minimal burden on the operation of the business. A religious practice may be sincerely held by an individual even if newly adopted, not consistently observed, or different from the commonly followed tenets of that individual's religion. Okay, question two. What does Title VII mean when it says religion? Title VII defines religion very broadly. It includes traditional organized religions such as Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism. It also includes religious beliefs that are new, uncommon, not part of a formal church or sect, or only held by a small number of people. Some practices are religious for one person, but not religious for another, such as not working on Saturday or Sunday. One person may not work on Saturday for religious legions, religious reasons, and another person may not work on Saturday for family reasons. Under Title VII, a practice is religious if the employee's reason for the practice is religious. Social, political, or economic philosophies or personal preferences are not religious beliefs under Title VII. Now, did you pay attention to that last sentence? Social, political, economic, or personal preferences are not considered religious and therefore are not protected under Title VII. That's very important to the tenets of this conversation. That is where most people get stuck. And you know why? Because a person's belief system is made up of culture, faith, education, experience, career, mentors, family, politics, economic, social, and personal preferences. It's who we are. These are all components that help shape and build an individual's belief system. However, the law only protects that, that part which is religious. And right now, I've helped three individuals obtain the religious exemptions that generally had faith-based reasons. It's because they struggled articulating the faith component of their belief system that I was able to step in and help. Because that is, again, the only part that's protected by law. And that's why we're here today. Again, I want to reiterate, if you don't have a faith-based reason to request a religious exemption, don't fake it, don't be deceptive, and don't do anything with this podcast. In doing so, again, I think you bring dishonor to yourself and to God in the process. But if you do have a faith-based reason to request a religious exemption for the COVID-19 vaccine, then let's walk through this process together. First, the don'ts. Do not share your political views in your request. I know, I know, it's part of who we are. It's a big part of who we are. The problem is that it taints the committee or the reviewer of your request to be focused on the non-protected aspect of your request. And I get it. It's hard. I'm just telling you, if you, even if you include the faith-based elements in your request, if you have it laced with political rancor, it's likely dead on arrival. Second, do not argue the science. What? Yeah, I know. Everybody wants to argue the science. Let me explain this because it's a huge issue in the healthcare sector, but I'm guessing other areas as well. The science and data that is believed and trusted is completely held in the eye of the beholder. So if you say, I'm not taking the vaccine because a board of fetal tissue is in the vaccine, what happens if the reviewer believes that your science is wrong? If they say, well, the fetal tissue was used in the testing of the vaccine, but not in the actual production of the vaccine, therefore your religious exemption is based on a false premise, and therefore your request is null and void because your science is wrong. Again, you, may, you might not like it, and it's going to be hard, but I implore you not to argue the science. To support my point, remember the Civil, right, the Civil Rights Act protects your faith, not your science. Third, do not make sarcastic snide remarks in the request. There is a way to submit your request without sarcasm, still get your point across, and make it crystal clear where you stand. 
Angry, sarcastic remarks are not what Christ has called us to and likely will only provoke the reviewer to lean and bend towards denying your request. So those are kind of the don'ts. So again, just a quick uh, quick recap. Keep your political views out of your requests. Keep science out of that. Keep sarcastic and snide remarks out of it. Now the do's. Pray about this. I'm serious. Sincerely seek God and his direction. I truly believe that there are multiple examples where God will give different answers to his children in order to display his character and his will for your life. But this is very personal. You need to start any request reaching out to the Lord first. Any request, make sure you share what kind of faith belief that you're basing this from. Such as, for me, I'm a Christian. I think actually I said I'm an evangelical Christian. Include your personal faith beliefs so that the reviewer will understand your heart, not just your mind. I personally looked at this as an opportunity to also share my faith within the request itself. Cite scripture when possible, but don't overwhelm the reviewer with 100 verses. State your belief, share the scripture that backs it up, and move on. Don't be afraid to share difficult subjects within your request, such as you take other vaccines, but you're opposed to this one, and why? So what scriptures would support a faith-based religious exemption request? That's a great question, but again, it must be bathed in prayer. You must seek the Lord. I'm going to share my personal story. Not so it can be copied or duplicated, but so you can understand my journey and how I ended up with a religious exemption approval. Every religious exemption form uses different questions, and it's likely that yours is going to vary to some degree. It also varies by state, but I'll read the questions that I think are most likely to occur and how I answered them. So let's get started. What is my religion? How I answered that? I'm a Bible-believing Christian, and faith is at the heart of who I am. I'm learning to live out Romans 12.12. In being joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. I've been saved since I was 10 years old, but have been faithfully following the Lord for 30 years. The next question. Explain in your own words why you're even requesting this exemption. So this is where I dive in a little bit more into scripture. Here's my answer. First, to understand the sincerity of my religious beliefs, you must first understand that I generally agree with the science and data that shows the risk of taking a COVID-19 vaccine is less than the risk from the disease itself. I believe I'm very balanced in my approach, and as I prayerfully consider all the benefits and impact of taking the COVID-19 vaccine, yet it is my firmly held religious belief that I am called to pray about every major decision. And when I seek the Lord in prayer, He will direct my decisions. Proverbs 3, 5-6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, but all in, your, in all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. As I have prayed about this, the Lord has not directed me to take the vaccine. Because it's my firmly held religious belief that I must be obedient to how the Lord has directed me, I cannot take the COVID-19 vaccine from any manufacturer. Further, as evidenced by the attached health department vaccine waiver forms for public school in Exhibit A, you can also see this is not the first time that I have requested a religious or personal beliefs exemption for myself or family member after careful thought and prayer. The next question was to describe the religious principles that are guiding my objection and exactly why I'm requesting it. And this is how I answered. My objections to the COVID-19 vaccine are threefold. First, as stated in the previous question, I have to be obedient to how I believe the Lord is directing me. When I pray about a situation, I weigh the teaching of Scripture, the counsel of others, conversations with pastors, as I try to understand how the Lord is directing me. When I've been given direction, I'm called to be obedient because as a Christian who has deeply held faith beliefs, obedience to the Lord is a very big deal. Second, I firmly believe that walking in faith is at the heart of every sincere Christian. In Scripture, Paul writes in Hebrews 11 how Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and many others walked by faith. In fact, we are taught that faith is an essential part of the Christian walk. In Hebrews 11.6, 
It says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and then he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If I was to take the vaccine, it would be purely from fear of not being able to provide for my family, not because I felt the conviction to do so. If I take the vaccine purely out of fear, then I believe I have sinned as outlined in Romans 14 in the second part of verse 23 that says, And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Therefore, it is my firmly held religious belief to take this vaccine purely out of fear and not of faith is causing me to sin. And thirdly, in Revelation 13 of Scripture, the Bible is clear in the last days before the second coming of Christ that the enemy of God will seek to control not only Christians, but all of humanity. In this passage, Scripture gives insight to the believers of what those times will look like. Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17 says, It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Now, I want to be crystal clear. I do not believe the COVID-19 vaccine is the mark referenced in Scripture. However, it is clear to me and millions of Christians that the spirit around this vaccine, specifically the mandate, is a precursor to what Scripture warns us will come. We are already seeing the sentiment growing as our culture is deciding to use this vaccine as a means by which to undermine employment, to restrict who can buy and sell in certain cities and establishments, and to control those who can and cannot travel. As a Christian, it is my firmly held religious belief that I cannot support this mandate specifically because of the warning that Scripture gives us. And the last question was, indicate whether you're opposed to all immunizations, and if not, what is the religious basis that prohibits particular immunizations? And this is how I answered that. First, I'm not opposed to all vaccines, but I do believe a major decision like this must be made after careful thought and prayer to determine what the Lord would have me do. I've outlined in the previous question my personal faith opposition to the COVID-19 vaccine, but I will recap. It is my firmly held religious belief that in taking the vaccine, I would be going against what I believe that the Lord has directed me to do, that I would be sinning in the process because I would be making the decision out of fear, and three, I can't support a decision that's consistent with what Scripture warns us about in the book of Revelation. And I'll show a real-world example. Fifteen years ago, we prayed about buying a house in a rural community in another state. And after prayerful consideration, my wife and I decided to rent for a time because after prayer, the Lord directed me to Acts 28, 30-31. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. In that time of reflection and prayer, I truly believe that the Lord had directed me to rent for two years rather than buy a house. Does that make me an anti-house buyer because I chose to rent in that community? Of course not. But we prayed about that decision, believed the Lord had directed us to rent instead of buy, and then we were called to walk in faith and obedience. After we had rented for two years, I lost my job, and if we had owned a home in that small community, it would have been financially disastrous. The Lord taught us a critical lesson about decisions, pursuing Him in prayer, seeking His will, then walking in faith and obedience. Having done the same process with this mandate, it is my firmly held religious belief that I cannot take the vaccine. So this was my process. Those were the answers to the questions. That's how I approached the religious exemption request. I continue to reiterate that your faith reason must be genuine and authentic. There is no room for deception here. While a committee must not discriminate against you because of your faith, they can deny your request if they see inconsistency or deception in your request. And this would just be a quick example. You indicate you're a Christian and use some of the scriptures that I've outlined for your request, but then the committee sees that you have public posts on your Facebook where you claim to be an atheist and you filled out the request because you figure that you can dupe this committee. Uh, That's not a good idea. Let's not do that. I also want to say that each state is different, and while we've had success helping people complete their forms and ultimately gain approval in other states, it doesn't mean 
that some employers won't fully understand or appreciate their obligations under the law and deny a perfectly reasonable and supportable religious exemption request. If that occurs, you'll have to get an attorney to take it to the next level. That's all for today. I hope this was helpful. I really do. If you want individual help on a religious exemption request, please email me at admin at kingdompatriot.us. That's admin at kingdompatriot.us. I will absolutely be honored to help walk you through this process. Thanks again for our sponsor, the Law Officers of Joshua Kuhlman. Don't forget to give him a call at 214-307-4179 for a free consultation. Again, that's 214-307-4179. Also, don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot.